Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Great. Sleepy. Sleepy? Great. <laughs> You're going to get sleepier, Peter, so. <laughs> it's okay. I'll wake you up if you fall asleep. I'll... You should yell. You should try yelling. I know you do that really well. Yeah. I could learn from that. <laughs> um, hey, I was um, just kind of... Uh, struggling with what should I talk about today and what does God want me to say and what, what do I want to say and so I asked Bill who's sitting on the couch and said what, what do you think I should talk on what topic and he's got the remote in his hand and he's flipping through channels and he said well let's just look at what what uh, TV shows are on and that probably will show you what whatever is on everybody's mind and that you should talk about so he said let's just pick five so here's what he picked Today's big news, criminal minds, dangerous seduction, escaping polygamy, and after the proposal. So this ought to be an interesting message. <laughs> um, so um, actually, so I started thinking, you know, um, you know, what are the problems of the world? And I was remembering this conversation I had with an old mentor of mine who has now passed away. His name is Richard Beach. And uh, he was telling a story about being on an airplane and this guy was one of those that would strike up a conversation with any stranger and talk to him about everything. And um, he said to this guy that he had gotten in a conversation, he said, they started talking about world and problems in the world and things like that. And he said, you know, I think, I think most of the problems in the world could be solved with one thing. Babies. That you got the, <laughs> it was babies. Um, do you know what he said? Love. Ted gets a gold star. Um, um, he said love. And so that, that pretty much, you know, got me thinking, okay, um, you know, one thing kind of leads to another when you're trying to think of, well, what should, I, what should I talk about? So I have these verses in Luke that I want to focus on today that a lot of you have heard many, many times, and you could probably hear a hundred different messages and hear it just a little bit different every time you hear it. And I think... Uh, these verses, if you were to just sum up the whole Bible in one thing, this might be some of the verses you'd pick to summarize that. So let's take a look at, a look at Luke 10, 25 to 28. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him, Jesus, to the test, saying, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Well, the, something that just sticks out to me about these verses is that he's saying love God with all the parts of who you are, all the parts of me and then love your neighbor as yourself. And we might assume that we love ourselves, and that's often been the thought, is we probably love ourselves maybe too much. Um, but I'm wondering, do we? And I want to explore that a little bit more today. So Luke goes on and reads, uh, now tells us the story about the Good Samaritan. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, 
A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring an, on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own, his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when you come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. So you've probably heard talks on some of this story before, I would imagine a lot of you have anyway. And the most straightforward look at this is, is that love is action. Love reaches out to those in needs, and love crosses boundaries of race and social economic groups and reaches out to those who are hurting and wounded. Um, just a little side note here that I want to mention, because I would love for you all to do this, and that's go look up Peter's downside up video called um, I Should You Not and watch this video. A lot of you have seen this, but if you've not, um, you could find it on his Relentless Love website. And um, he did a couple sermons on this a few years back, and so did Carl. So if you want to go look those up, you can do that too. They're great. Not as good as this one's going to be, but they're pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, no, seriously, when we come to the Word, you know, everybody in here has a different lens. Everybody in here comes with their story and who they are and how they're wired. And, and so we, we read Scripture and we look at it from different sides. And I could probably hear this story from any one of you and it'd have a little bit different bent to it, which would be cool. So if you were a casting director of, and doing a play on this, you would, you would have to look for nine characters, okay? So I pulled out these nine characters that are in this passage, and there's a list up there, and I threw the donkey in there because I, I thought, you know, he would probably have to be represented too. And um, it actually says an animal. It doesn't say a donkey, but for the sake of the talk, we'll call him a donkey. Um, but I started thinking about how this story, Jesus told this story to this lawyer at this time and place to give a picture of what love would look like for this lawyer. And it strikes me that love will probably look different for each person and each time and each place. And it made me curious, like what would this story have looked like if Jesus were talking to the robbers? What might the story have looked like if he was talking to the man who just got beat up? What does love look like to him? What does it look like for a beat up man who doesn't feel like he has much to offer to still love? Um, what does it look like for the innkeeper? What would the story look like for you in whatever time and place that you're in? You know, Jesus also said, what you do to the least of these, my brothers, you do to me. And, you know, we often maybe easily think of the least of these as being those who are cast out or the poor or the lonely or the wounded or 
the homeless, or it's easy to think of those as the least of these, but I kind of think the least of these depends on where you're standing, like what character you are in this lineup. Um, if you're a robber, who are your least of these? Maybe it's the Levites and the Pharisees. Maybe it's those church people you can't stand. Um, I, when I was in seventh grade, I tried out for cheerleading and I didn't make it. And from there on out, I hated cheerle cheerleaders. So I was like, that's so stupid, you know. <laughs> so if you're a cheerle cheerleader, I, I, I'm over that now. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, who is your least of these? Who are those that you maybe dismiss and, you know, shut out and you don't give them the time of day? Who are those people? Who are your least of these? What character do you identify with in the lineup? There might be one that you identify with now that you didn't 10 years ago, and there might be one you identify with 10 years from now that you don't now. Don't you think these characters pretty much represent the kind of characters that are around the world? If you go and look at the list, doesn't that pretty much like kind of make up all the different characters of the world that we interact with? There are those who look like Jesus. Maybe those are the Martin Luther Kings and the Mother Teresas and you know, people that just exude love for all. The lawyers, the ones who have to be right and argue every point and have the last word and debate and challenge everything. Um, the robbers, the ones who shoot people up, like in New Zealand. The ones who steal, the ones who abuse people sexual abuse people, the ones who start fires, the ones who hurt others, abuse others, take from them. Uh, the, beaten, the beaten up ones, the beaten up ones that are downtrodden, um, surely like some in the Philippines that Peter just talked about, um, all Mozambique, you know, all around the world there's people that feel beaten up taken advantage of, stolen from. Uh, the priests and the Levites, you know, the, the priests, the church people, the religious ones, the ones you might expect to stop and help somebody on the side of the road and maybe don't. Uh, the Levites, who were from the tribe of Levi, who um, maybe because of their heritage thought they were important and they studied the laws and they knew everything about them and um, the priests and the Levites who didn't want to touch anything unclean and get involved in anything like too messy. They were about being righteous, like a self-righteous. And I threw the animal in here because I thought, well, some people kind of just go along with the show and don't say much and, and just uh, follow along. And yeah, kind of like a jackass. Do you know anything about that, Peter? No. <laughs> um, and then there's the innkeeper, you know, the innkeeper who says who gets to sleep here and who not, who gets to live in this country and who doesn't. There's an innkeeper. There's innkeepers that say you, you can go this place and you can't, and you can live, parents, you can live in this house and then you get to a certain age, you can't live in this house or pay us rent. Um, and the good Samaritans, the one who who in action put love in action. And, you know, sometimes there's good Samaritan efforts that are wonderful and driven by love, and there's other times that there's good Samaritan efforts that are just, well, I guess because we're supposed to, and we have to, and it's maybe not necessarily coming from a great place. 
I was thinking about like the division in our world, which to me seems like more than ever, and maybe it's not more than ever, maybe I just, maybe we all feel it. Like all these types of characters that can't make peace with each other. Um, it feels to me like we fix one problem and then another one pops up. We make laws that swing to the left and then it creates issues for the people on the right. And then we make laws for things on the right and it creates issues for people on the left and we just have a hard time finding some middle ground. Seems to me like when we try to force things, like force people to be sensitive, force people to be accepting, force people to have equality or unity, even when we force people to love, it just seems to make things worse, that we get more divided and more split because all those other things go underground. So now I want you to imagine for a moment, um, most of you know what a small group is here, um, a small group that meets in a home and, you know, meets and maybe talks about life and the Bible and growth and things like that. I want you to imagine being in a small group and this is your small group. Sign up now. <laughs> You've got quite a, quite a cast of characters in your group, and um, maybe you identify with one of them, but this is your small group that you're now in, and you're, you're interacting with each other in ways that you're like, okay, everybody does have a past, and maybe, maybe you find out some of them were robbers, abusers, people have hurt. Maybe it's you. Could I ever share that in a small group? Could I ever share the ways that I've hurt people or harmed people? Can I share the ways that I've been beat up and feel downtrodden? Um, what about the, the people that, you know, the innkeeper's like the host of the group and, you know, you can be in this group and then they might go, no, you actually can't be in this group and you're not allowed in. Um, so you might look at this and go, oh, how would that small group get along with each other? How would they come to a place of, of kind of finally um, learning how to love each other, and what would that look like? So some of you may in here look at the list and go, well, you just described my family. I've got people in my family that have taken from me, stolen from me, hurt me, abused me, um, neglected me. Um, we've got people that are self-righteous and people who don't say much and go along with the show, and, and um, we have people that are helpful, and some that just walk by. So, I've kind of touched on, you know, what does this look like in the world, in small groups, in families. Now there's one more important layer that I want to talk about with this, and that's the, the really personal layer that's inside of ourself. So when Jesus said, love God with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind, like all the parts of yourself, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Again, I think sometimes we assume that we love ourselves, but do we? Maybe, maybe we actually do love our neighbor like ourselves, and that's the problem. Because we don't love a lot of parts of ourselves. I have found in my own life, and this is an ongoing journey for me, but um, earlier on, especially, and you know, it's always still a challenge and it depends on the kind of relationship I have with somebody, but there's sometimes this gap between what I show people out here and what's really going on in here. And if people could read our thought bubbles, they might um, be surprised at what all is in there. 
right? And the wider the gap between what I show you out here and what's going on in here, it's kind of like, why the hiding? Maybe it's because we don't love those parts back here. We're, we feel ashamed. We um, don't like what's there, and so I don't want to show it to you. So I, I can read this story myself, and I think, well, which one, which one am I, or which one am I now? Am I the lawyer? Am I the Levite? Am I the priest? Am I the donkey? Am I an innkeeper? Am I the good Samaritan? And I think my answer is yes. I am all of them. And I think you are too. And I have this belief that uh, the divisions and issues and problems and things out here in the world start in here, in a very personal level with ourselves. And that division within ourselves then gets played out in all kinds of ways out here. And every single person on the planet does that. And we have a lot of division. So imagine all these nine characters inside yourself, because I think they are. Um, and while you may identify with one a little bit more than the others, um, I, I think there are times and places where these other parts maybe show up when you never thought you, never thought you had that side of you. I can look at myself and go through this list and go, yeah, there's some lawyer in me. Boy, I can argue, just ask Bill. <laughs> and I'd like to win. <laughs> and, uh, and Bill said to me, Bill said to me this, like, this, this, this week maybe, last week, you have a mean streak. And he's right, I do. <laughs> I have a mean streak. And uh, you know, that robber in there that, that can, um, you know, I remember I was seven, I think, when I stole a piece of bubble gum from a grocery store and, and uh, snuck it in my pocket. And <laughs> I didn't it because I knew it. <laughs> um, so my dad marched me back in the store to return the bubble gum and talk to the manager and all this stuff. But, um, you know, what, what little seven-year-old learns how to rob at an early age, right? What if I got away with it? And I thought, ooh, I could do that again, you know? Um, and again and again, and you know, there's a lot of, it kind of works. Um, there's times I've hurt people with my words, with my actions. I can think of stuff early on as a kid, even with my brothers. Boy, we used to just beat the snot out of each other. And I mean physically. I mean, we just used to punch. So when Bill, I get mad at Bill, I'll say, I'm going to pound you. <laughs> I don't really, but I sometimes feel like it. I'm sure he feels like it with me too sometimes. I do think you could hurt me. <laughs> I have a long fuse, but once it's done, you better look out. Um, uh, the beaten up man. There are times in my, in my life when I have felt so beat up and depressed and didn't want to live anymore and like I had nothing to give. Uh, the priest, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, with a with priestly kind of aura in my family with my dad being a pastor and and yet I can certainly relate to um, sometimes that disconnect between the role I play here and sometimes what's going on really inside my own heart or in my life and sometimes those things are not congruent. Um, the, the Levite, you know, Levites who maybe like their heritage and their rules and you know they don't want to, the priests too, they don't want to touch things unclean. Those who know me like I have this like germ thing, you know. <laughs> 
like, you know, don't, don't want to get too dirty. And, um, and I'm like, okay, I have that, yeah, yeah. Um, the animal, the donkey, there's times when I just, I don't say anything when I should speak up or I just go along with the show and I'm just being led around like with a rope and maybe people pleasing or things like that. Um, this innkeeper that will say, you know, who I let in here and who I don't. And sometimes a good Samaritan, sometimes it's going from, coming from a good place and sometimes it's not. Um, and uh, Jesus, that I have the life of Jesus in here, and I believe you do too. So, um, so there's this uh, split, like, like if these people can't get along out in the, here in the world, they can't get along in a small group, they can't get along in the family, I think it starts with they don't get along in here. I will beat myself up and shame myself, and... I won't allow those parts to exist or I'll just deny that they're even there. There are, there are several branches of therapy and counseling that, um, you know, the Enneagram and one called internal family systems and uh, EFT, emotionally, fam emotionally focused therapy, there's all kinds of them that talk a lot about kind of different parts of ourselves. And the more that we can bring them out in the light, the more that they get integrated into a whole. Some, some of the language you might hear in those circles would talk about uh, the inner critic, just that negative voice that beats yourself up, and the inner observer, which is, which is what they describe as a, uh, the inner observer is, can I just allow those parts to be there? Can I accept that they're there? Can I find compassion for the fact that they're there? Can I be curious and understanding? And it's what we might call the Holy Spirit different language, but I really think it's the same thing. So parts of us can be so split and cut off that we're not even aware of it. We might call them blind spots, or it might be suppressed or repressed memories, and they're so cut off from who we are that we don't even, don't even let ourselves go there. So I think um, sometimes we can't, when we don't love our, when we don't allow God to love those areas of our life, then we have a hard time loving people out here with similar things. For example, um, if we can't love the part of us that gets angry, we probably have a really hard time loving someone else who's angry and allowing their anger to be there. If we don't love our weakness or our brokenness, instead of loving the weak or the broken, we tell them how to get their crap together and how, here's the steps of growth and we try to fix them. If we don't see how we've hurt or abused people, we have a really hard time loving someone else who has hurt or abused people. Like, how could they ever do that?